Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf Mem Gimel. We are holding on daf Mem Beis Amid Beis. We are at Aval Tuma Lo, I believe. Uh, three lines from the bottom of the page. Today's here is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and the Ili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom. Also sponsored by Eli and Brina Gantro in honor of the first yard site of Eli's father, Dr. Mendy Gantro, Menachem Mendel Yitzchak. Ben Harav Moshe Zalman, whose yard site is today, in the Shema Shrav and Aliyah, and it's also sponsored by Daniel Cohn, in honor of the yard site of his father, Paul Cohn, Moshe Leo Ben Eliakim, whose yard site is Shabbos. We thank all of these sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So we are holding again three lines from the bottom of the page on Daf Mem Beis and Beis. And what the Gemara is going to say is first we're going to talk about how it's possible to get Malkus for Tumah more than once. Meaning uh, once you're ready Tameh, you're Tameh. So how could it be that a person violates two different Yisurim of Tumah as a Nazir and he's going, go, going to get Malkus for both of those Yisurim of Tumah. So the Gemara is going to have several possibilities and rejections. I didn't count them up yet, so I don't know how many, but uh, several possibilities and rejections. And then the Gemara is going to discuss two different opinions of how we know that a, uh, that a body is, is, is only metame uh, when it's fully dead. Uh, the nafkamina uh, between those two opinions, the Gemara is going to bring a nafkamina between those two opinions, might be about a goseis, and what each one, uh, and what each opinion does with the other one's possible. Because if we're going to have two different limudim to tell me that uh, that bimosam, that only uh, that only when someone is uh, that uh, that one is only a mitami when they're dead, so we're going to need to understand what each one does with the pasuk that the other one utilizes. And then on Ahmed Bey's, the Gemara is going to discuss whether a kohen is allowed to be mitami to krovim when their bodies aren't intact. What if uh, the parts of the body are severed from the majority of the body? Is a kohen allowed to be mitami to krovim under such circumstances? And it probably talks about other things on the base as well, but I didn't get a chance to look yet, so we're going we're to figure that Purim's always the hardest stuff to give. Pur- and Shushan Purim, but Purim probably the hardest. So, uh, so let's begin. Three lines from the bottom of the page. Avul Tumah Tumah Lo. So the, uh, the Gemara says that according to Abaye, it turns out when Rabbah said Avul Tumah Tumah Lo, he's talking about a case where it's Tumah B'chiburin, that you're not going to get Chayv Tumalkios on Tumah when it's Tumah B'chiburin. That was the uh, situation, that, it was, uh, that, that you're not being most of Tumah by touching the second mace because you're already still connected to the first mace. Tami Tameh B'koyin because uh, you're, you're still B'tumaso. You already were, were Tameh from the Nagia of the, the, of the first Tumah. And, uh, but, but in the case of Tumah Ubiya, in case where there's, there's uh, Nagia B'tumah and Bia into an Oel of Tumah, they have a mace that's on your shoulders and then you go into an Oel of Mace, then Rabbah is Moda that you get multiple Malkios for Tumah Ubiya. So Says more tumubia nami hametami v'kai but wait in the case of tumubia also it's metame ukai meaning uh, you're you're also already omed b'tumaso you're holding a mace on your shoulder so you're ready tame you then walk into an oval a mace that doesn't add anything to your tuma so what's the svara to be mechalik between tuma v'tuma versus tuma ubia that tuma tuma we say you're not going to get to malkios and tuma ubia we say you are going to get to malkios why would we be mechalik between them? So 
to answer Gemara Amr of Yochanan Khan Bebayis, when Rabbi says, Tuma Ubiya, you get two Malkios, it's talking about where uh, you were Tahar and you went into a bias that has a mace in it. So the Bia and the Tuma come simultaneously. So that's what the Torah says that you get two Malkios, once for a Loyitama and another time for Loyavo. But Khan Besada, when Rabbi says that Tuma Tuma, you get Malkus only once, that's so about a case where you were in a place that there was not roofed, an open field, and uh, you didn't go into any Oala mace, so then there's no way you're going to get multiple Malkios, because if you touch two Mason at the same time, and they warned you, you got Hasra'ah about both of those Mason, you're not going to be Chayv twice, because the Hasra'ah was only on the lav of Tuma, so it was only one Hasra'ah, you only get one Malkus, and if it was a mace that was on your shoulders, and uh, they gave you another mace, and you touched the other mace, you're also not going to get Malkus for the second one, because you're already Mechul Vomid, you're already already Petumah from the first mace. It's only when you touch one mace, and after you're no longer touching that mace, you touch another mace, only then is Rabbi going to hold that you get Malkus twice, because through the second touching of the mace, there is still Sephis Tumah. You are adding a sense of Tumah. So ask the Gemara, according to Rabbi, how could Rav Huna learn from the Pasuk Veloi Chalel, that if uh, he's Mechul Omed, you don't get Malkus on the second Tumah. Bebayis Nami, even when it's Tumah Ubiya, where we said that uh, you're not, you had not become Tameh prior to entering the house, there's still no way that you're going to violate an Isr Tumah and an Isr Bia Ba'ola Mace at the same time, simultaneously. Because Ola Mace is, uh, fills up the entire room with uh, with Tuma. Even the Eyal Yode is Sto'ev. From the second you put your hand into the room, you became Tameh, as if you're touching a mace itself. So it's Mistaver that when uh, you, uh, you walk into a room, so you, as you're walking, I guess you're swinging your arms, your hand goes into the room first. And uh, nevertheless, uh, the, uh, you're, you're, for, for Bias Oel, you're not going to be Chayiv until Rov Gufo comes into the Oel. So it turns out, Ki Ayil Kulehai, when you bring Rov Gufo, you bring the majority of your body into the Oelame, Tamehu, he's already Tameh from before that, from the moment his hand entered into the Oel. So he's not violating two Isurim t- simultaneously. The Bia to the Oel, the entry into the Oel, didn't add anything on, anything onto his Tumah. So you see that even though he's Mechul Va'omeh, by becoming Tameh from, uh, from having his hand enter into the Oel Amaze, he's going to be uh, located, he's going to get Malchus, uh, he's going to get Malchus twice. So how could that be? So says Gemara, Ella Amrabilazar. That really, if a person sticks his hand into an Ola mace first and then brings his entire body into it, so he's chayiv for the tuma, but not for uh, for the entry into the Ola mace, because he's mechul of the Omeid, and the entry into the Ola mace didn't add anything to his tuma. V'tzirev gufo, only if... Uh, the, uh, the, he, he goes in with his body and his hands all at the same time, and he didn't stick his hand in first. That's how the chiyuv tuma and the chiyuv of entry into the olamais can come simultaneously. Because at the very moment that he became tamei, he's also chayiv for entry into the olamais. He's not mechul the olamais, and that's the situation where a person is going to get multiple malkios. So the situation where a person gets multiple malkios is that his hand and the rest of his body 
enters the Ola Mace at the same time, so it's considered to be a case of Tuma Ubiya. So says Gemara, nah, that doesn't work either. Because how Efshar de Ayil Chotmo Beresha, that a person walks into a room, so uh, the nose protrudes beyond the rest of the face, so his nose gets into the room first before the rest of his body. And he becomes Tame from the Chotem, just from his nose being in an Ola Mace. And then when the rest of his body catches up to his nose, he's already mechul of the Omeh. You're not adding any more Tumah to the Tumah that he already has. So he should be potter for the entry into the Ola Mace. Ella Amarava, so the Gemara answers, Rava says, really, Hichnis Yado, that if he's machnis his hand or his nose in, first into the Ola Mace, and then the rest of his body, Mishum Tumah Ika, he'd be chayiv for the Tumah, but Mishum Bialeka, there would be no second chayiv for entry into the Ola Mace because he's already Mukhul the Omeh. The entry into the Olamese doesn't add any Tumah. He's already Tameh from when his hand came in, from when his nose came in, whatever part of his body entered first. It's already done. So Hichnis Gufo, only if he uh, b- brings his body into the Olamese before his, uh, his head or his nose and so, or his hand or anything like that. So since he, is a, he tilts his head uh, backwards and he walks in with his body and his head comes in last, you know, he's like, uh, what do they call that when you go under the thing? Right, he's uh, you know limbo. Right, so he's uh, he's going in. He's he, so he's uh, he's that's poor, right? So he's going in. Uh, he's going in. Uh, you know, playing limbo, or whatever. So he's ichnis gufo tumu biya badi adadi kaasian. Then you could have tumu biya happen at the same time. The chi of tuma and the chi of of entry to the olamais can happen simultaneously because at the very moment that he's becoming tame, he's chayiv mishum entry into the olamais. He's not mechul of the olamais, and that's where. He's going to get Malchus twice. Says the Gemara, Yeah, even if you're playing limbo, your toe gets in first, right? So, somehow you have to lead with something. So before the body gets in, his toe is going to get into the room first, and it's impossible to enter without having your toe come in first. And therefore you become Tame just from your toe getting into the Olamase. And then when the rest of your body comes into the Olamase, so you are now considered to have entered the Olamase, you're not adding any Toma, and you shouldn't be chayiv a separate Malkus for that. Ella Amra Papas Papa says another possibility. Kigon Shenichas Peshita Tevo Migdal. No, the case is he enters the Olamase in a Tuma protective seal. He comes in in a box that protects him from any Tuma. So when he's in that box, the walls and the roof of that box protect him from any Tuma. Uba Chavero, and then his friend comes. Chavero just means another guy because this guy is no friend. Upara Samaziva, and then he, uh, he takes off the roof of that box, the, the covering of that box. And uh, therefore he's, he, ta- he takes away the barrier between this fellow and the Tuma. Ah, the Tuma be Adadikasyan. In such a case, the Chiv Tuma and the Chiv of entry into the room, that happens at the same time, and therefore he's going to get multiple uh, Malkios. So that could be a case where you have Tuma be Adadi, where a person is going to be Chayiv, multiple uh, Malkios. Now, another possibility is that the guy walked into an OL when there was a person there who was a Goseis. And while he was there, the person died. The Goseis died. In such a case, the Chiv Tumah, the Chiv of entry, came at the same time. He's not Mechul of the Omei, 
and he's going to get multiple malkios. The rush raises the question: Why are you chayvim such a tumah? The hasra that they warn him uh, uh, in advance is only hasra something because they don't know that the ghost is going to die. So you can't be mechayv malkus on hasra something. I mean, the whole thing that we're trying to figure out over here is how you can get multiple malkios. And the only way to get multiple malkios is if you violate multiple tumah-related isurim simultaneously. How do you violate multiple tumah-related isurim simultaneously? One is for tumah, and one is for entry, and it has to happen at the same time. But we don't even get to square one. You can't get malchus without asra. And asra suffix is loshma asra. Right? What does asra suffix mean? That normally asra is that I, I tell you, if you do this, you're going to get malchus. And asra suffix means that uh, even if you do it, you still might not get malchus. And that, that, that's exactly what's going on over here. We tell the guy, if you're a nazir, if you go into that room, you're going to get malchus. I don't know if that's true. The ghosts may not die. He may not get Malchus for going into that room. So that's Asra Safek. So the Rush gives two uh, Terutsim. Number one, he says, Mabravashi also Asra Safek Shema Hasra. It could be that this is Shaloka Allah, we assume Asra Safek Lo Shema Hasra. But Mabravashi might hold Asra Safek Shema Hasra. Or since rove ghosts in Lamisa, it's considered as Ras Vadai. That the rove, the fact that the majority of ghosts in, uh, are going to die in short order, that's considered to be. Asra's Vadai and not Asra's Safik. Some of the Achronim raise a different question, the Karinora and the Kesem Mishnah. In the case where the guy came into the room before there was before there was a dead body there, why should he get Malkus? He didn't do any Maisa. I mean, what were the two examples that we gave? Either he walked in and there was a Gosace, and then the Gosace dropped dead. He didn't do, the guy was sitting on the couch, he wasn't doing anything. Or he walked he came in, in a box and his friend came and took out took off the roof of the box. He didn't do anything. One, one basic rule of Malchus, you only give Yichayv Malchus if you do a Maisa, Lav She'ein Bo Maisa, Ain't looking a love. You only get Malchus when there's some sort of Maisa. So the Karanora says, based on what the Mishnah Melech writes in Nichols B'as Migdash, that any time you initially entered Al Yedeya Maisa, even though the way the Isser fell into place was not through a Misa, that's considered to be a Misa. That that qualifies as a Misa. The Kesemisha says a little differently. That before he uh, entered, they warned him not to go in because there is a Gosace who's about to die in that room. Uh, so therefore, the Kenisa is a Misa. Because the, the, uh, the, as long as, right, right after the Asrali, he does something, even though that which he does is not necessarily the Misa Isser, but it's a Misa that leads to the Isser. It's a Misa that's going to be a violation of the Asra that's going to generate the Isser. And in that sense, it's not considered to be Hasra, uh, it's considered to be a Misa for which you can actually get Malchus. So again, the whole Gemara that we did so far today, all we're trying to do is figure out how could a person be chayv, how could a Nazir be chayv, multiple Malkios for different types of Tumah, for the Yisra of being mitame and for the Yisra of being, uh, of entering into an O.L. Hameis. So, uh, so we had suggested a few different possibilities. I didn't, I didn't count them up, right? We said uh, possibility number one was uh, that Sirev Yado, so uh, that he put his, his hand in first, but then we said that doesn't work because, it could, because your nose, uh, uh, that, 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 that uh, I'm sorry, that, uh, that, that, that Sirev Gufo, that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that uh, he entered into the house with his hands and his body all at the same time. So he said, that doesn't work because your nose is going to have to come first. And then we said, Hichnis, uh, that, that, that if uh, Hichnis Gufo, uh, he, he went in uh, playing limbo. So we said, that doesn't work. So then we said two other possibilities, which we stuck with. That either he walked in, he came in in a box, and his friend took the roof off of the box, 
or he came in um, while there was a ghost in the room, and then the ghost dropped dead. So now the Gemara brings a discussion related to ghost We have a Brisa. The Pasuk tells us when it comes to the Isra of a Kohen being tame, becoming Tameh, it says, Lo bal ba'amav So what's that word, Lehechalo? So from that word, Lehechalo, we learn that a person who is about to die is not Metameh. Until he's actually dead. Only then is he called a chalal. So only then can you say he's the hey chalal. But if let's say a person has multiple stab wounds or uh, he's a, he's a, he's a gosais, so he's not yet uh, metame. And if that's true by a kohen, that's true by a uh, by a nazir as well. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says no. We don't learn from this. Uh, from, we don't learn this halacha from this pasuk. We learn it from a different pasuk, not a pasuk by Tumas Kohanim, a pasuk by Tumas Nazir. The pasuk by Tumas Nazir says so we darshan bimosam that only when they're when they're mamish dead is it also for nazir to be mitame to them. But 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 there's no problem of him being mitame to them to them uh, up until the time that they die when they're still just a chola. And the same is therefore true by going. We assume that the dinim parallel each other. So uh, the first opinion in the brayso learned from the hechalo, which is a pasuk by Tumas Kohanim, and the second uh, opinion in the Brisa, Rebbe's opinion is, we learn from Bimosam, which is a Pasuk by Nazir. And either one is going to say that we apply the Din from one to the other. So says Moroslam, my Benayu, what's the difference between Tanakama and Rebbe? So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, the Tanakama and Rebbe are actually not arguing Lahalacha. They both hold that a Kohen and a Nazir are only Musar on a Mace Mamish, on someone who's actually dead. Mashmaz Dorshinik Benayu. They're simply arguing about how to Darshin Psukim. Meaning, Nafkinino is, uh, we've quoted many times from a mental blockman, Nafkinino is whether you know how to learn or you don't know how to learn, right? That's Nafkinino also. Do you know how to read the Psukim? Do you know what the Psukim are actually telling you? So, Reshlakish Amar Goseis Ikabinayu. Reshlakish says that the Nafkinino between them, Tanakam and Rebbe, disagree with the Gabe Yadin of a Goseis. Lamandi, I'm according to the Tanakam that Darshan's Lehechalo from the Pasuk of Lehechalo, and the Limur is that you're only, you only have an Isser Anachalo, so Afilu Goseis. Then even a gosis would be also to touch because a gosis is also called a chalal because rov gosim lamisa. That's how the uh, the rush understands. Meaning, he seems to be telling me that a gosis is mitame because rov gosim lamisa. The meiri writes a gosis is not mitame. It's just that there were gozer that a kohen should not should not be nifnas into a bias that a gosis is there because they're choshesh shema yamos. That's what the chachmas adam writes as well. That even though gosis is eno mitame. Chachmasadim writes in Kal Kufnun Tes. Chachmasadim actually, Chachmasadim uh, has a, a major discussion, has a whole kuntras about Avelos, these kinds of issues, and Purim. How are these from called Matzevis Moshe? Because Nebuch Chachmasadim lost a son, I think, on Purim or maybe on uh, Tainus Sester or something. So he was in Aninus on Purim. So he wrote a whole kuntras about how to deal with that uh, situation. It's very tricky. Avelos and Purim is weird. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like a yantiv where it just breaks it. It's, not, it's a very unusual kind of. Uh, Kind of it's like having your side of perm, I guess, unusual loss. It's a very unusual kind of uh, kind, kind of situation. 
But uh, but anyway, so the Chachmas Adam also says that you, there's no iser, there's no tuma by a goseis. It's an iser to for a kohen to go into the uh, the room that a goseis is in because uh, the chashat, there's a chashash that there will be tuma, and therefore it's a violation of lo yechalel. Meaning it's not lo yitame, it's lo yechalel. That it's a violation of lo yechalel, even though there's no actual tuma. As Rav Shachter writes in the Ikvayatzon, that there is a uh, based on uh, uh, many er, earlier achronim. Rabbi Khanan and others, that the Isra of Tumas Kohanim may not purely be an Isra of Tumah. It might be an Isra of Hiskarvus Lumais, of having a certain proximity to, to, to death. And, uh, the, and, and it could be that that works in both directions. We're, we're learning now a case of a Gosis. A Gosis, he's not dead, but there's an Isra of Hiskarvus Lumais, because he's very close to death, so the Kohen's not allowed to be in proximity to even that level of closeness to death. But it could even work in the other direction. Shachter argues that it could be that if a person has no sense of a scarvus lemes, he's very, very distant from the mace, but technically he's tame, it could be that there's no iser for a kohen. He discusses in the context of an airplane that flies over a funeral, uh, flies over a cemetery. So it's very hard to understand why, the, why everyone in the plane doesn't become uh, tame. And all the Zorik was lav and anyway, it's made out of metal, so it's not chotis pifnei so it's very difficult to understand why everyone in the plane doesn't become tame. But if you say, well, he's 30,000 feet in the air, so uh, it's like he's not, nowhere near, it's not a hiskarvus at all, you don't even think of it as having any shaykhus to the uh, to the cemetery. So, okay, so anyway, but the mandiyamur b'mosam, we're still in the nafkamina. According to Rebbe, the Darshans have a Nazir and a Kohen or Muzar, only on, on, from the Pasuk of Bimosam, so that's only Ad Sheyamus in, Goseis low. That would mean that he's got to be dead, but if he's only a Goseis, then he's not Musar. So again, we had two Limudim in the Brisa. How I know that a person is only Mitame when he's dead. So one is Lehechalo, and the other is Bimosam. We asked, what's the Nafkamina between them? And there are two possibilities. Either there's no Nafkamina, Lahalacha, the whole Nafkamina is whether you know how to learn the Pesukim, or there is an Afkamina Lalach, and Afkamina is whether uh, the Kohen and the Nazir are Musar on a Goses. So the man there will hello, Haksibimosam. So says Marba, wait, if you dash in the Pasuk Lehechalo, like the Tanakama, what do you do with the Pasuk of Bimosam? That it says by a Nazir. Uh, what do you learn from that Pasuk? So, the Tanakhama will use Bimosam to learn what Rebbe learned from the Pasuk. The Tanya, Rebbe Omer, Bimosam, Enu Metame, Avu Metame, Binigasam, Ubezivasam. That uh, the Nazir is not allowed to be Metame to, uh, to Mesim, but he's allowed to be Metame to, uh, to people who, uh, to other people who may have some other type of Tuma, like a Tuma Ziva or a Tsaraas, right? Binigasam means a Nega, a Tsaraas. Bizivasam person is a zav or a zava, and that that's derived. I mean, you might think that there's nisra of a kohen or a nazir to become tame, that it would be any sort of severe form of tuma. So, becoming tame to someone who has taras or someone who's a zava might also be included in the iser. No, bimosam. It's only misa. That it's only that kind of tuma, tumas mace, that's a problem for a kohen or a nazir. Other types of tuma are not problematic for a kohen or a nazir. I mean, they could become problematic, right? If a kohen has other forms of tuma, he's not allowed to eat truma, he's not allowed to enter the migdash, there are other dinim, but as far as the iser per se of becoming tame, there's no iser of becoming tame to, uh, to someone who has taras or something like that. Ask the Gemara, but if you use 
Muslim teach me that he has to be dead in order for uh, for for the Yisr, uh to, to to take effect. So wh- wh- where are you going to learn re- this din of Rebbe? Where are you going to learn this other din that uh, that other types of Tumah are not included? So Imkain leMakra bimos my bimosam shaminatarti that there are two drushes that can be made from that same word because it could have said bimos but it didn't say bimos it said bimosam. So you see that you can have two dinim that a nazir is not musar on a goses and also that a nazir is allowed to be mitame to a mitzora and a zav. So the mandiyamar b'mosam aksiv lehechalo. Well, if you if the mandiyamar that learns b'mosam, what do you do with the pasuk of lehechalo? So lehechalo lahachiu daasa. From that pasuk, we learn the din that we said before: b'misha ena mechulol yatzazeshem mechulol va'omeg. That only a nazir who's not yet tame, so he has not yet been mechalas nazirus. Only he's going to be chayiv for touching a mace. But someone who's already mechul v'yomeh, that's what the whole first part of the daf spoke about, someone who's already tameh, from already touching a mace, see, he's not going to have an additional iser of being mosif al tumaaso. So, madam lehechalo in baile lahai svara, but according to the Tanakhama that, that darshans from lehechalo, doesn't he also need that limud to tell me that you're not chayiv on the second tumah when you're nitma v'chaser v'nitma, when you, when you uh, incur tumah twice, that the second one is meaningless, it doesn't add anything. So how can you learn two dinim from the same Pasuk? So the the one who darshins uh will say that there's two drushes to be made from Lehechalo. From the Yisur that we learned from the Pasuk, we're able to learn two dinim, both that a Nazir is only Musar and a mace. And that if he becomes Tameh and Chazav he's not Chayiv on the second Tumah. So now the Gemara asks on Reish Lakish, who said that the Tanakhama holds that a Nazir is not allowed to touch a Goses. So Mesve, the, the Chav asks on Reish Lakish, we have a Mishnah in the Seches Alos. That a person is not going to be metame until he's dead, and even if his limbs are cut up and he's full of stab wounds or something like that, but he's still alive. And even if he's a goses, he's not metame until he dies. So ask the Gemara, Ulaman Diyam, according to the Tanakama, who darshans from the Pasuk Lehechalo, and Shlakish understood that that means that in Nazir is Musar even on a goses, because he's also called the Chalal. A ghost may not be called dead, but he's called the Chalal. Sahak Katani, but it says in the Mishnah, Deinu Matame, that a ghost is Deinu Matame. So how can you say that a ghost is a problem? Is a problem? So says Mara, Linian Tzmuye, Adinafka Nafshe. As far as to be Matame Kimes, a ghost is not Matame until uh, he dies. Linian Eschule, but as far as being called the Chalal, Ha'ischil. Uh, through Gesisa, he's already called the Chalal, because he's about to die. So since, because Rav goes to Lamisa. So Nazir is not allowed to touch anyone who's a chalal regardless of whether he actually becomes tamay. Because the, the, the Isra of a Nazir is derived not from a pasuk that describes Tumah, but from a pasuk that describes chalal. So there could be an Isra of lehechalal even though in a chinami, there is no Tumah that is present yet at that time. So now the Gemara discusses a Kohen Hediot is allowed to be metame to the Zayim Krovin, right? To the seven relatives, his father, his mother, his son, his daughter, his brother, his sister, and uh, the, uh, his sister, if she's a uh, Besula that, was never, uh, that doesn't have a husband, and, uh, and his wife. 
So, uh, so the the, uh, the 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 question is: Is he allowed to be matami to those zayin krovim um, when uh, when 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 their bodies are not fully intact? That's what the gemara is about to discuss. Now, a little bit of background about the heter of a kohen to be matami to the zayin krovim. There is a major sugya at the beginning of Meseches Sota, whether a Kohen is chayiv to be metame to the Krovim, or it's only a heter to be metame to the Krovim. Pasuk says, La yitama, that to her he can become tame. Her meaning the, the, the relative, one of the relatives, the sister. So according to Rabbi Shmuel, the Pasuk is only coming to be matir kohanim to be metame to the Zion Krovim, but not to be mechayiv kohanim to be metame to the Zion Krovim. But Rabbi Kiva holds that no, it's creating a chayiv. Lo yitama mitzvah, that he has an obligation to be metame to the uh, Zion Krovim. So how do we pass this? So the Rambam in Hilchus Evel, Perik Beis, Alachavav, and the Shulchan Aruch in Yardaya, Simon Shinai and Gimel, Pasner could be Kiva, that it's a mitzvah to Chiyuv. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvah, Mitzvah Say Lamad Zayin, counts it as a mitzvah among the Minyan mitzvahs. And the Ravan writes that the reason for the mitzvah is so that uh, it, will be, uh, it won't be difficult to find someone to bury them. Meaning, if their whole family is Kohanim and the Kohanim don't have a requirement to do it, so they may say, Look, I've been a Kohen my whole life, I've never been a Tami to a Mesa, I'm not about to start now. And they, uh, they don't, and you can't tell them otherwise. So it has to be that it's a mitzvah in order to make sure that. Uh, that that it should be something that's easy to get done. There is a machlokas uh, whether a Kohen is allowed to be matami to his Krovim, even Shalol Litzorech. Meaning, let's say the Kvur is already taken care of. Can he just stam uh, be matami to the uh, Krovim? The Ramban in Torah Sa'adam uh, writes that it's mutter to be matami, even Shalol Litzorech. Kozman that kever that the kever is not yet uh, is not yet closed. Meaning uh, there are times in the funeral where someone will will go over to the coffin and touch the coffin unnecessarily just because they want to feel connected in some way. They'll fall on the coffin, things like that. Is a kohen allow, allowed to do that? It's not l'tzorah l'kvura when he's putting a body in the ground when he's trying. So that's one thing. He's being masked. That's, uh, so the Ramban says that it's mutter to be mitame even shalol l'tzorah tosos and pesachim and daftes and in need of Writes that he's only allowed to be metamid l'tzorech, l'tzorech l'kvura, tachrichin, things like that that the mace needs. So in Chaschina from Mitzvah Rish Samachdal it says, what is the nekudas hamachlokas? The yisod of the machlokas is whether the heter of Kohanim to be metamid to the Krovim is hudra or dechuya. That according to the Ramban, there is uh, the, 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 there is just no is iser tuma l'kohanim when it comes to tumas krovim, and therefore whether it's l'tzorot l'tvur or not, it's hutra. There is no uh, there's no iser whatsoever. So they're allowed to be matami to the krovim even shalol l'tzorot. But according to Tosfos, it's not hutra. It's that it's nidcha because of the tzorot of the kavura. So we have no choice but to make it that the kohen is able to be matami. Okay, when it's duchuya, then it's only duchuya. Then uh, then we're not going to allow him to just totally ignore the uh, the entire concept of Tumas Kohanim. So anyway, our Gemara now tells us, Let's say the Kohen's father's head got severed. Uh, so even though it's right there in the same room as the body, but it's no longer attached to the body, the Kohen is not allowed to be metame to his father, even though his father is clearly one of the Zion Krovim that he's allowed to be metame to. My time, Omar Kra La'aviv. That the Pasuk says La'aviv, and we have a drasha. La'aviv means only when he's intact, but not when he's missing anything. So the Sfasemis raises the question, 
How does the word la'av mean that? That if he's missing something from the goof of the father, the son is not allowed to be metami to him? Or be a chisarn mashu of the goof of the father, and now he's not aviv anymore? Now he's not uh, your father anymore? If Nebuch, someone's father has diabetes and he uh, gets a toe amputated or something like that, so he says, no more keep it out. You know, you're no longer, you're no longer aviv. That's crazy. We've never heard of, uh, of such a thing. That's, that's, that's hard to imagine. If a father loses one of his limbs, certainly you're allowed to be metami to him lachar misa, right? If he loses one of his limbs while he's alive, so uh, the, uh, we passed in, uh, passed in that way in Shulchan Aruch, so why if he's missing a uh, limb, la'achar misa, does it lose the shame, uh, the shame of it, and he leaves it as a tzaruch iyun. He also points out, in the hemshech of the sugya, according to Rav, a kohen is not allowed to be metami la'aviv, even if he's not chaser migufo, but an etzim kisaora is all that's missing. Where does the Gemara get that from? So Rav only talks about a case of nikta rosho of his father, like an aver chashuf, but if he's missing a tiny little aver, it could be that even according to Rav, it's mutter to be metame. And even Rav is only talking about where the body is munach lefaneinu, where the head is munach lefaneinu, and it's, uh, there's nothing missing from the father's body, but it could be that uh, once the rosh is enu mechuber to the guf, he's not called aviv, neither the rosh nor the guf is called aviv, and that's why he's not allowed to be metame. But if you're only missing an etzim kisaora, it could be that Rav will be moda, that a child is allowed to be metame. So he leaves all of that as a tzarachin. So Hashem says this whole sugya is one big tzarachin, that missing a little piece of the body is going to change the whole status of aviv, it's going to change all the dinim of a kohen being allowed to be metame. Very difficult to understand. But anyway, that's what Rav says, that uh, if uh, the head is severed, he's no longer Aviv and you're not allowed to be metamitim. So I'm allowed to be metamitim. So I'm allowed to be According to you, that a coin is not allowed to be uh, that is not allowed to be metamitim to a father when the body is not intact. Let's say the father went into a certain bika that's called Aravos, and there are a lot of Ganovim over there, and the Ganovim chopped his head off. So, you're going to tell me the son's not allowed to be because the guf is no longer Shalem, and there's no, uh, so then no one else is going to be Osek in the Kvura of this fellow. So, whoa, you're asking about a case where the father's in Mates Mitzvah, there's no one else to be Metamitim, there's no one else to take care of the Kvura. That's not the Shaila. A Kohen has an obligation to be metami to a mitzvah even if they're not related. So of course, if it's if it's his father, he's uh, he's allowed to be metami to a mitzvah. So according to Rav Chista, we see that if Ganavim killed the father, he has a din of a meis mitzvah. So says Gemara, v'hai meis mitzvah who? Is that true? That when Ganavim killed the father, he's considered a meis mitzvah and the son is therefore allowed to be metamitim, even though the guf is not shalem. V'hatanya, but don't we have a b'risa that tells us, ezu meis mitzvah. What is an example of a meis mitzvah that a Kohen is actually allowed to be metamitu? Kol she'elo kovrin, that there's no one to bury the person. But anytime you could call out and say, uh, there's a mace over here, and people would respond. Uh, the, uh, there were a krovim that, that would respond, that would, uh, that, that would take care of it. Ain't a mace mitzvah. That's not a mace mitzvah, because the krovim are able to be osik in the kvuraso. Vaha is lebra. In this case, the, the, the son is right there, and he could hire people to deal with the kvura. So meaning, even if he has a technical issue to be metame, he still has responsibility to take care of the father. Mace mitzvah is 
is that there's no one you could point to and say it's your responsibility to take care of this. But over here, there's a son. It's his responsibility to take care of it. So then let him go hire people to take care of the body. So says Mark, Since the father was uh, sitting in the road, he was traveling, and there aren't people there that uh, they could easily hire to deal with the kvura. So therefore, he has a din of a mate's mitzvah, and therefore the son is allowed to be metame to him. So the Gemara now asks on Rav's din. Rav says that a son is not allowed to be metame to his father when his body is not in Tact. So Mesve, we have a Brisa Darshins, the Pasuk right? The Pasuk says that when you have a sister who's a Basula that's not yet married, so when she is intact, her body is fully intact, he could be Metame, but he cannot be Metame to any of her limbs when they are not, not uh, fully uh, intact and attached to the body. Uh, even by your father is a closer relative than a sister you're not allowed to be metame to one of the limbs so certainly your sister the din is going to be that you're not allowed to be metame to one of the limbs if the coin is already metame is already tame by dealing with kvurasaviv and then uh, it, it, it becomes uh, clear that, uh, that, that an etzim kasara is missing from the body, he's allowed to be metame in the lakita satsamos to, uh, to picking up that etzim kasara and bring it together with the rest of the body. My maxer al etzim kasara, what would be a case where he's being chosen and becoming tame again on etzim kasara of his father? Lav the meimra, di imech sarporta. Isn't it saying that only in such a case where he already buried his father and his father was missing an etzim kasara? so the body was not shalem and yet he was allowed to be metami to the father so you see from here Cohen is allowed to be metami to the father even when the guf is not shalem this was the line in the Gemara that bothered the Svasemes Svasemes was bothered why is that the same as having a, a severed head I mean, the Gemara is trying to bring a raya from here that you see you're allowed to be metame even when the guf is not shalem because we're talking about a guy buried his father and then he found another etzem kisora of the father he's allowed to do likurat samos of the, of the etzem kisora he's allowed to go to, uh, find, find that bone and bring it together with the rest of the body how is he allowed to be metame to the rest of the body in the first place it wasn't shalem so that's what Samos was bothered Rav never said that any chisora whatsoever in the body makes it that the body is not allowed to be metame he said if the head was severed. That's a major difference than an Etzim Kasara. But be that as it may, the Gemara assumes that it's the same. That you have fully intact bodies and you have bodies that are missing pieces. So whether the piece is a head or whether the piece is an Etzim Kasara, <laughs> it's missing a piece. Very cheerful topics there, no? So says my, my family is put in a theme, I'll give it away now, is a murder mystery. So this is not the only coincidence for our, uh, for, for our costume. So, uh, so says the Gemara, I, I may not have a head so it says Lo Hahi Rabbi Yehudahi. We can't bring a riot from the Brisa um, against Rav because that Brisa is going like Rabbi Yehuda holds that a Kohen is allowed to be metami to a father even when the Guf is not Shalim. And Rav holds like the Chachamim who Aser. So Gemara brings a Brisa that explains the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Titania Rabbi Yehuda Omer Lo Mitame Veinu Mitame Leevereha. He can be metami to his sister but not to one of her limbs. Sheinu Mitame Al Ever Menachai Shalav. If he's not even allowed to be metami to an Aver Menachai of his father. So, Aver Metami, Aver Menachai, Meis Shel Aviv, but Rabbi Yehuda 
is of the opinion that he is allowed to be metami to an Averman on mace of his father, meaning if he already became tame in the kvura of his father, he's allowed to go and be metami himself again for another aver that was uh, that that was uh, severed from the mace. So you see from the bright said that it's only an aver echa that a kohen is not allowed to be metami to initially. But if the entire body is there, it's just missing one aver. He's allowed to be metame. That's Rabbi Yudas Shita. The Chacham hold that no, even if the whole body is there, um, it's minus one aver. He said that's it. The Kohen doesn't loses the heter of being metame to the uh, to the krovim. That's the machlokas between the Chacham and Rabbi Yudah. So the Gemara asks another kasha on Rav who holds that a Kohen is not allowed to be metame to his father when the body is not fully intact. Tanya, Rav Kahana, Rabbi Lozben Yaakov, Rav Kahana in the Bryce of Rabbi Lozben Yaakov, law. We said he's allowed to be metami to his sister, but he's not allowed to be metami to one of his sister's limbs. Prat the kezayis bin and that tells me that a kohen is not allowed to be metami to kezayis bin ames, ukezayis netzel, and a kezayis of the moisture that comes out of the mace of the fluids that come out of the mace, umlo tarvad rekev, or a spoonful of the uh, of the 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 dirt of the mace that of uh, the decomposed matter. So that's not considered a varim that a kohen is. Uh, is allowed to be metame to. So the Bryce says, Yacha lo yitame the shidra, vlagugoles, ulrovinyana, ulrovinyana. You might think that a Kohen cannot even be metame to the entire spine or the entire skull or the majority of the bones of the, uh, of the, uh, of the, rovinyana means the majority of the skeleton of the, of the, uh, the skeleton or rovinyana means the majority of the bones of the mace, meaning there are, uh, you know, 125 of the avarim, because 200 48 total avarim. So uh, if you have 125 of them, you, so uh, that that's uh, you might think the kohen is not allowed to be metami to that either. So ksiv, that's why it says emaral akonim bnei aron v'amarta aleim. Since it says emaral akonim lechora, the phrase v'amarta aleim is extra. So uh, we darshan from there hosef lecha hakasuv tuma acheres. From the Amarta, right? It's the Amarta, it's Milara, right? You should. So the, the Pasuk is adding another uh, Tuma, that even though Kohen is not allowed to be Metame to one Aver of his sister, he's allowed to be Metame to the Shidra, the Gugolus, Rav Minyan, the Rav Binyan, and even though the words Vyamarta Aleim are not written Dafka about a sister, but it's Mistaver that once the Torah is Mimite, that he's not, metame, he's not allowed to be Metame to an Aver of his sister, the Reboy is also said about a sister. So the Bryce explains that we, once we darshan this Reboy to be about the sister, so you might think the other relatives you're not allowed to be metame to the major, you know to their skull and their spine and the majority of their bones and things like that because after all the whole repo is only by a sister so then we make the following drasha that what's unique about the sister is that she's your relative and she's your responsibility and the halach is metame the so too, any of the other relatives, that it's your responsibility to deal with the kavura. So you can be metame to all of these significant parts of these of the body. So you see from the brisa that even though Kohen is not allowed to be metame to ever echad, but he's allowed to be metame when the ikur haguf is is in front of us, even though it's 
missing certain Avarim, and that's a stira to Rav, who holds that a Kohen is not allowed to be Matami to his Krovim unless the Guf is fully intact. So says Mari, that price also goes like Rabbi Yudu, who holds that a Kohen is allowed to be Matami to a Guf, even when it's not fully intact, as long as it's one of his relatives. When Rav is going against all these prices, he's only going against Rabbi Yudu because he holds like a different Tana. What's the different Tana? Titania. One time, Rabbi Yitzchak, who it's important to know, was a Kohen. His father died in a place called Ginzak, and they let Rabbi Yitzchak know about his father's death, death three years after the death. And he went and he asked Rabbi Yitzchak and Elisha and the four Zikadim that were with him if he's allowed to be Matami to his father and take him out of the kever that he's in in order to bring him into kever Avos, because that's one of the things you're allowed to do for, not only to bring Tarit Saul, but also to bring to kever Avos. And they said to him, he's not allowed to, because he died three years ago. He's not Shalim anymore. You're only allowed to be Matami Laviv, Shalim, and not Okay, but from tomorrow, we'll pick up with the Mishnah. Everyone have a Freilich and Purim and a wonderful day. Oh, yeah.